Hello and welcome to the She Who Dares Wins podcast. And my guest today is Kate. Kate, what's your surname, Kate? It's Reeling. Reeling, right. I, I don't do surnames right. because I never get them. I never pronounce them yeah. right. So there you go. <laughs> Heard it from the horse's mouth. Um, Kate, I came across you like I do with most of my guests via Instagram. And yeah, just love your story, love everything that you're about, the community, uh, what you're doing to help women in construction. So could you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got into the world of construction? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'm a project manager for a civil site contractor in Georgia, United States, Atlanta, whatever. (laughs) And I got into construction kind of by chance, but it was like absolutely the right fit. Um, I grew up kind of thinking I wanted to be an architect. Um, I loved buildings and historic structures and things like that, but I went to an architecture camp when I was still in high school and I absolutely hated it. Um, it was terrible. I My brain doesn't work that way. Um, I'm very much about like straight lines and like process and all that kind of stuff. And architecture is very dreamy, very artistic, creative. And I, that is just not my strength. Um, so I found construction. My neighbor growing up was a couple years older than me. He was in the construction program at the local, um, university. And I decided to go that direction. Um, one of the things that really drew me to that program was they had like a hundred percent job placement for their graduating students. And that was amazing. I mean, and this was, so I went to college in 2004. So that was like kind of the height of the market too. Like as far as things were just going up, up, up. And I graduated in 2008, which was when everything went down, down, down. Um, But I had a job offer already before I graduated because I had done internships every summer. I was way ahead of the game and I was already obsessed. I loved it. Um, I was, you know, doing extracurriculars that involved construction and (laughs) I was very involved and I loved it. I mean, I just, I loved the people. I loved my professors were like super um, normal people, I guess. And it was, it just fits my personality so well. And it, I was really like thriving in the environment of the construction program. (laughs) So what was that first, that transition from university into your first job? Um, How was that transition? Was the job everything you expected or were there bumps in the road? I was pretty well prepared, but that's because I had done internships every summer. So instead of taking like summer classes or um, doing I don't know, just hanging around on in the summer, I would go and work for a company as an intern, but I was, they put me pretty much to work, um, on normal stuff. And so I was well-prepared. I kind of knew what it was like. I was working alongside on those summers with like new hires. So there is kind of a difference in the level of responsibility and the stress level of being an intern versus like a full-time worker, but I, I had seen it. And so I was well prepared. I knew I was going to, you know, bust my ass and work, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours a week to kind of prove myself. 
That's interesting because a lot of um, the younger folks that get in touch with me via YouTube are like, okay, so I get a degree and then ha nobody wants me or no, like there's no job out there for me. And I always say, well, what experience have you got? Like you've got a degree and you've got book knowledge, but you know, have you done even work for free or done work experience? And they kind of look at you and go, well, I, I want to get paid. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but <laughs> <laughs> so it's really interesting that you did that. Um, and I, I would say to anyone listening that that's the best route to do is, is to Absolutely. get experience. Um, yeah, I mean, because really, and I mean, they can teach you all that they want out of a book, but until you have something to tie it to that's like a tangible, you know, process or just being able to see it, I mean, it goes so much further. Like it made my education that much stronger because yeah. I had some experience from the summer and then I would get to apply it in my classes and it it made it more worthwhile in yeah. to begin with and i mean at the time and i don't know what the market is like now but those were paid internships and it put me through school right which was pretty awesome at the time but gosh if somebody would have the market was different i would have gone and swept floors on you know a construction site if i had to because yeah you hustle right yeah I mean, it, it just, the opportunities are there. Sometimes you just have to come in at the very bottom. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And and so you did, um, was it civil engineering? Because it works a little bit different in America, I guess, to us. You do a civil right. engineering degree and then you go straight into management. How does that work? So it was actually a construction management degree. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a little bit different, but we took a lot of engineering classes, like all the math. <laughs> uh -huh. um, I took a lot of the like structures classes. There were kind of two tracks. One was kind of real estate um, heavy and the other one was like structures heavy. And so I took that one. I did a lot of math classes. And then we also did things like building materials and HVAC systems, um, concrete and steel, um, construction, scheduling, safety, stuff like that. Right. Um, it was an interesting model. Like we took a lot of classes outside of our like college. Like I took econ classes and I took accounting classes and okay. it was a really interesting mix. And I think that those are the things that really helped my flexibility, I guess you could say, like kind of, cause you have to be flexible in this industry, right? And you have to be able to kind of hop between a bunch of stuff and that probably really prepared me for it. And I didn't even know at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And the thing with you and project management, when I spotted you, I was like, oh, project manager, like I've been there, I've done that. Oh my God, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> I did it for a, bit, for a year and was like, this is, a, this is a whole other ball game to, you know, what I do, which is setting out and surveying. So how do you find it being a woman in a male dominated environment and being like in a managerial position? I think I was, I kind of had a complex about it when I first started out. And when I first started out, I was not a project manager. I was what they call a field engineer. And I basically did a lot of paperwork and a lot of like small tasks for my superintendents, foremans and the project manager. But now as a project manager, I kind of have to go into everything commanding the respect or not commanding, but proving myself. I feel like I have to prove myself, but usually when we start a project i'm the one that knows the most about it even yeah. like who we're working for like a general contractor that we're working for and then they do 
So it kind of starts off like, oh, she knows what she's talking about. Um, it's been a while since I've gotten a, a I'm going to call it a compliment, like, wow, are you even old enough to be out here? Like, it's been a while, so I must be looking a little haggard these days. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, I got a lot of comments like that, but I kind of just let it roll off my back. Like, I can prove myself, right? So, like, that's cool. You don't think that, you know, I know what I'm talking about or whatever. Okay, well, let me show you what I know and why we're going to do it this way. And this is my schedule. And I just, I don't let it bother me because I get it. Like, it's not normal to have a woman in this position or in construction in general, especially heavy civil. Like, the dirt world is so male-dominated, it's, it's insane. But I just, I feel like I can prove myself. And maybe I shouldn't have to, but at the same time, like, I kind of think it's fun. Yeah, and I think you've, you've hit on something there that really resonates with me. I often you know hear from other women and even myself I'm like oh it shouldn't have to be this way we shouldn't have to prove ourselves but the reality is the true story that we live in is it's male dominated so they don't know anything else so we can fight it as much as we want by saying you know it shouldn't be this way it shouldn't be that way but the reality is it it is and until we change the numbers it's always going to be that way so rather than spending a lot of energy on just being really down about it right you sound like you have a real positive attitude and and the way of moving forward is just you know prove yourself and and at the end of the day, you're only going to put yourself in a good stead because you you learn the job front to back so that you know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's never going to do you an injustice in your work. But at the same point, do you find that by doing that, you earn the respect a lot quicker? Um, and then once that hurdle's got over, you can just carry on with your job. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm never going to know everything, but I also have proven myself to the superintendents that I work with. Right. And they're like my biggest hype men. They're like, oh, yeah, we get to work with Kate. You know, this is going to be awesome. And they hype me up to the owner, the GC that we're working for. And it's not because I'm special or but they like working with me and they right. know that I'm going to support them because that's my job and that I'm not going to put them in a, a crappy spot where they have to, you know, figure something out that I'm not going to help them with. You know, they know that I'm going to support them and be there for them. And I've already done like half the work before they've even gotten there to get started because and they respect that and i don't do it you know so that i'm the favorite project manager but that's just how i how i run my projects and it's a fresh perspective i think i was chatting recently to ellie who's on the podcast as well and and she's in a managerial uh, position as a joiner in in vancouver and she leads with empathy and she can really she's seen how her team have um just been really refreshed by the way she runs things differently mm-hmm. to how somebody else might have run, whether it was a guy or another woman um right. and i think that's that's really cool so you've obviously seen that yourself like the guys have been uber positive in the way you run things and and like it and and if somebody likes the way you run or the way you interact with them then they're going to want to work with you. So again, it, it, it almost eradicates a lot of the hurdles that you might possibly get just based on gender. Right. And I think like within my company, like we're good. Like nobody's worried that, oh no, Kate's in charge. Yeah. Um, or like, who the heck is that girl? But um, outside the company, we, you know, that does yeah. happen. The GC. End of the ball game, right. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm not saying that like it's all rainbows and unicorns. I mean, I still, there's still general contractors that we work for or owners or developers or whatever that 
go around me because they don't like my answers and go to my boss who's, you know, a 60 year old man. And I get it. Um, I try not to let it bother me, but it does. And I finally had to tell one of my bosses to stop answering this guy's phone calls because you're making me look bad by answering and saying this. And now I have to go do this when I had it under control. He just didn't like my answers. So, um, and I I mean, it worked out, but it's just one of those things that it still happens, but I try not to let it get me down. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's hard. And, And like you say, when you work with the most supportive people, it's nice that they can facilitate that action. And from their perspective there, they think they're helping you out by taking away the problem and saying like, Oh, I know you, I've had it in the past where, um, the director's spoken to the client who's had an issue with me just because I was a female. And I was like, I was the same as you. I was like, no, don't fight my battles. Like I, I, you know, everything is in place. I'm not, I'm not out for blood. I don't want this guy to not continue to work with me. But the same point, you're kind of taking away the power that I do have by right. trying to help. And it's, it's, a, it's a real hard, sticky situation because you don't want things to blow up. But in the same respect, you want to be able to work through it as a guy would work through it, which is, you know, they can't go run to someone else because that's not what they do. So, yeah, it's pretty much the same. Um, Yeah, it's so interesting that all these common themes run run through um, with with lots of us out there in the same industry. But, yeah, it's a really nice, fresh perspective from your point, especially on the management side that, you know, you just just work through it. And, And those days where it does get to you. Like what, what do you do? What, what's the mindset? I try and put myself in their position, right? Like not that it's right, but I, I get it. Right. And I know that owners, developers, GCs have problems with my male counterparts in my business. Right. But I think that they know how to have that conversation with other men and they're afraid that they're going to either hurt my feelings or make me cry or make me um, nag them. And I've heard this sometimes when I get a little angry, I have one superintendent that's like, God, you sound like my wife. Stop <laughs> nagging me. I'm like, whoa, I'm not your wife. I'm your boss. Like, <laughs> and your wife might also be your boss, but here I'm your boss. I'm not nagging you. You need to do your job. So Um, I just, I try and put myself in, in their position and see where they're coming from. But I also, sometimes I just need to like walk outside and breathe. Like it's okay. They're just, they don't understand. And sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes it takes like a nice boxing class to get the anger out. I mean, (laughs) there's several things. (laughs) Howdy folks. I really hope you're enjoying this week's episode of the podcast. If you've got time, head over to www.shewhodareswins.com where you'll find a ton of awesome merch, hoodies and tees. You'll also find a bunch of empowering and supportive content for you to soak up, not to mention the show notes for episodes like this one and information on how you can connect to us via social media and also join the private members Facebook group. Be sure to check it out. And in the meantime, let's get back to this awesome episode of the podcast. Where's your community? Like, is it on Instagram? I know, I know that you've got a group of women that are coming together to help, you know, where the women in construction and spread the word of, you know, it's an industry where we need more women. So where do you look to for support? Did you have that support when you were starting out? Did you have like women that you could reach out to or mentors or, you know, were you like me, which was like, where is everybody? <laughs> yeah, exactly the same. I mean, there just weren't many. There was, um, I, when I started, I was with a, a pretty large company and, um, 
there was a, a female, she had been a project manager. She had been like a really big boss and she was badass. Like I respected the hell out of her, but she also scared me. Right. Um, and <laughs> she was just like, no nonsense. Right. And so I, I did spend a lot of time with her and I didn't really at the time have like questions or I didn't have issues, but just like seeing how she interacted with people mm -hmm. was really interesting. Um, but I could never find somebody that had the same experience as me. And I finally realized, and I don't know if somebody told me this or if I just came up with it. I'm, I don't want to take credit for it, but nobody's ever going to have the same experience as you. Even if somebody went to Virginia tech and got a construction degree and did internships every summer and went to go work for the same company, nobody has the same experience. Right. So I had to stop looking for that right. because it doesn't exist. Even if we had done the exact same things, we would have different feelings about it or just different experience, even though we had the same experience. Um, I guess if that makes sense. But once I finally kind of accepted that, I just kind of created a community around me on Instagram yes. <laughs> and found all these amazing women that were doing different things, right? I mean, some are selling concrete, some are selling oil, some are you know, running a family business, some are testing soils and concrete. So finding that group, we have shared experiences, but nobody has the exact same. And, but we can talk about it. We can say, Hey, what do you do in this situation? Or, Hey, I'm just having a bad day. Let me tell you what this guy said to me. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's important. so nice to have that. And to actually turn that into some sort of action with the crew collab, which is um, kind of what we've come up with out of that is really exciting and it's not just women in the crew collab we've actually brought men into the fold we want to just bring more people to construction we have a serious labor shortage here right. and it needs to be filled and one of the problems is a stigma you know everybody's mom and dad says oh no you don't want to end up like that guy in the ditch over there you better yeah. go to college and we need to change that because there are so many opportunities in construction and you can make good money this is yeah you're preaching to the convey this is the one thing i say to people when people are like oh you know if you don't do good at school then you're going to end up in construction i'm like hell don't do good at school go in construction the money's there <laughs> yeah 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 you'll be better off I, we did a calculation at my company for someone that went to college and then went into construction and someone that just went straight in as a laborer and it's yeah. the six-year mark it flip-flops and because mm -hmm. of the debt from college and the fact that even if somebody worked as a laborer and let's say they're like a good employee, right? So they get raises. Yeah. You flipped it in six years and then you're going to keep going, you know? And I mean, same thing. My husband is in construction as well. Um, he's a bridge foreman for another contractor. We kind of compete, but he decided to not finish school and go work for this company. And he just surpassed me in salary. And it's the competition now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have that too. My brother is the same. He's an engineer, exactly the same as me, and we're constantly competing. Um, yeah. I think I'm still just above him. Um, <laughs> but equally, I have this problem with my husband's a university lecturer. So he's like, yeah, pro-university. And I'm like, don't go to university. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was a college professor, so I, oh, I so totally understand. <laughs> yeah. 
but it's yeah. not for everybody. And that's no. the thing. Um, actually, my mom was in like the career and technical ed teaching teachers to be like technical okay. ed. So um, she's always kind of spent her career behind those things. Like you don't have to go to college. You can become an automotive, you know, diesel mechanic or whatever. So it's interesting because she, you know, obviously pushed me to go to college, but it's not for everybody. No, no, no. That's right. And I, and I want to just circle back to when you said about the group and you inviting men in. This is, again, something that comes up all the time is it's OK us all getting in a room and having a sounding board, which is really important. But when it comes actually really tackling some of the issues that we face, like I've just done a post, um, sadly, on sexual assault and the stories that have come back are, are pretty horrific. And, and a sounding board from that perspective is so important. But equally, when I've been to events and it's just a room full of women and we're all going, oh, this is so bad and this is so bad. And I come out and I think, oh, my God, we're never going to change because there's no guys in the rooms. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when 10 percent of the industry talks to the rest of the 10 percent of the <laughs> we get nowhere going to change. And that's kind of what, where we got was, you know, 90 percent of construction is men why on earth wouldn't we bring them into the conversation and say, yeah. Hey, how do we fix this? Yeah. Or what can we do to make this better? And I'll be honest, I bet you of that 90%, at least half of them have no idea the struggles that yeah. a woman goes through because they don't see it. It's not because they've turned a blind eye to it. And there's probably some of those, but they just don't think about it or hear it or see it and just think everything's hunky dory and that women don't want to be in construction. When in reality, women don't want to be in construction because of the, you know, terrible things that people say to them or yeah. being made to feel uncomfortable or another side of things is just the general like unwelcomeness of being a mom. I mean, yeah. gosh, that's a huge thing that is a completely different topic, but you know, it's, there are things like that, that, I bet the men in our industry don't even think about. Yeah, no, completely. And and it is important. I think a lot of women don't go into construction or fall out of construction because they're like, I mean, I almost thought I documented the story because I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to return because is there a place where you don't have to do the long hours? Could I work part time? Is it child friendly? And as much as guys even being pregnant were like, oh, we understand it because our wives have been pregnant and girlfriends within the next 10 minutes because they've not lived it. They don't really understand it. And you can't blame them for that. Yeah, it, it's just attitudes that we have to, we, yeah, we have to change, but also have the conversation. Is that something you've done on site or within your workplace? Have you had those conversations and seen people have that light bulb moment? Usually, I, yes, but it's more about like the difference in how people interact with me. So I think if I asked my company what their maternity policy was, they would fall out of their chair. I'm sure they don't have one um, because I'm the only in my kind of position as a project manager. I'm the only one. There's yeah. six project managers, two assistant project managers. One of our assistant project managers is a female. I'm so excited. And then I'm the only female project manager. Okay. Um, they they would not know what to do. And I've lived my whole career thinking about that. Like, how would I? survive being a parent and being a mom mm -hmm. and being in this industry. And again, I never had a role model for that. Right. The only female that I worked with at my large company um, that had a baby was demoted. Oh, man, yeah. And that 
was in the first year of my career. And I was like, well, there you go. I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. And how, like that must influence a lot of women. Um, it's yeah, it, it influenced me. I held on for so long um, thinking, you know, I've got one more year of earning one more year. And then what, I, what career do I go into? And I think it's important that whilst it's scary, as you've already led the way um, with just being a woman in construction anyway, that, that we just carry on and just see what happens. And companies do adjust. I, I saw a very positive change with the companies I work for. I'm in freelance, so they could literally just let me go like that. But it, it didn't happen. Um, and that, because I, I, your work it, speaks for itself. And they yeah. want you to do it. And they yeah. under, I guess they probably realized that this was the best way to go forward for you. Yeah. And for exactly. And, and as, a, as a mom of two now, like listen I don't have my shit together all the time you know I don't I really don't but the one thing that I have learned is like shit like there's project management and then there's project managing children and like yeah. construction sometimes is a little bit easier yeah <laughs> so I'm like you put those two together just naturally yeah there's a synergy that can then work across both fields like yeah it's it, it just it's life isn't it it's it's something that shouldn't come into any question when we're talking about job can you do a job will you be able to do the job in the same manner like it, it shouldn't yeah. be a question on people's lips but yeah it's just a perception we have to change over time um, and I think it's a difficult conversation sometimes with employees but I think this also comes down to finding the right job um, it sounds like you're in a, a great company in a great position you've got the experience so you kind of tick in all the boxes. I say to a lot of women out there that if they feel like some of the boxes are not being ticked, then then move on. Um, would yeah. you agree with that? Would you say grin and bear Absolutely. it? I mean, I think that there's a certain amount of um, like perseverance that you have to have. Like you can't just go jump companies because one you don't like one thing. Right. Yeah. Because like as an employer, you look at somebody's resume and if they've been bouncing around a lot, you're like, yeah. how long are you going to stay here? Because obviously retention is important. Um, and I think that being open and honest with management of the company, like if those certain boxes aren't being checked, like, is it, is it something that they can overcome? Right. Is it just something they haven't thought about or is it just something that one minor change, but if it's a really big thing, be honest, mm -hmm. let them know why. Cause I think companies want to be good places yeah. to work, <laughs> yeah. um, but sometimes they just don't know. Like if they've never had a female project engineer, like, you know, oh, we never thought about that. You know, a maternity policy, wow. Um, <laughs> but it's something you have to be supported. And I don't, I honestly have never felt like I wasn't supported mm -hmm. um, as an employee, as a female. And maybe that's just the companies that I chose, but I think you have to feel supported and the boxes need to be checked, but you can also make that change yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. people aren't going to change that for you. Right. I mean, that's yeah. being a female in construction has taught me one thing. It's you got to go take care of it yourself and then ask for help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got to lead the way because, and if you don't, then doesn't, and I think sometimes that has to be, part of your journey and part of the thing that pushes you forward is know, knowing that you're empowering those that are coming through. Right. And um, the struggle. I mean, yeah. I think that if you don't experience the struggle, you're never going to get past it. Right. Like if you're thinking about how you're at a disadvantage all the time, you're never going to get past it. 
And I think it's important to maybe not get past, like if it's a really bad situation, that's completely different, but everybody struggles in one way or another, even the men in our field, right? And their struggle might be something completely different, but we have to all kind of work through it. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you sound like you have an incredible positive mindset. Um, Yeah, no. And and a lot of the things I completely agree with, I think it's perhaps because the experience of being in the industry and, and navigating the journey, you, you, you always come back to these core, you know, values and, Otherwise, I think we'd all go mental. Um, but but what, what's what's next for you, Kate? Wait, what what's in the future for you? Working? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I love my company, and I I'm really happy, kind of where I am. But they are starting to like give me some more high high profile, larger projects, which is cool. I am running all of our um, quarry work, which is all the really big equipment and all the really nice. fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, I love your machines. Like, yeah, gosh, so messy. much fun. <laughs> so, I, I mean, if there's a future in like a you know a division of the company doing that kind of stuff, like I would love to be in charge of it, and I've voiced that to my managers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just don't really have enough of that kind of work to make it its own world. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm very happy where I am. I feel like I have a really good handle on what the company expects of me. And I'm always trying to get better, obviously, but um, kind of stepping into this crew collab stuff is taking some of my, you know, attention and time, which is really cool. It's just kind of a new challenge for me because, you know, construction project management is a lot of time and yeah focus and concentration and um kind of adding that to the pile of stuff is um challenge and but i'm i love it i'm i'm really excited about what we're doing and i love to be kind of a part of something bigger than you know just my world so i'm excited about that so we'll just see i don't i don't know yeah just go with the flow and see what comes up and and finally because i don't want to take too much of your time and you project managers are incredibly busy. What advice would you give to anyone now, any any woman or any girl out there sitting at home thinking, ah, oh, maybe, you know, project management's for me. I want to go this route. What advice would you have? Absolutely do it. Do it, do it, do it. Um, but if you are, uh, I, don't, I don't even want to say thick skin because I think you can learn thick skin. Um, but everybody has an opportunity to do this. And I think that it's awesome. Like it's a great career path. It's very rewarding. It's fun. It is, um, it's fulfilling to me. And I would say just don't let people get you down. Like you are capable of doing it and you just, just go for it. You know, like I, I I don't know what other way to say it, but just go for it. Yeah, I think you have to just live it, don't you? It's, it's, you can think about things, you can think about all the bad things. The one thing I, I do say, and, and this figure shifts depending on how bad a week I've had or how good a week I've had. <laughs> but I'd say like the reason why we're all in it is because 90% of the time, maybe a little bit more, it's awesome. It's, it, it's like fast paced, it's exciting, it's like empowering, it's, it's all the things that you want in a job. And you know, the bad stuff whilst we discuss it and it's heightened, when it happens, it's not all the time. Like it, and that's really important for people to learn. Is that something you would, would agree with as well? 
Absolutely. Like that whole, like the days are long and the years are short, like that, the day to day, like when you're in it can be hard, but when you finish a project and there's like a tangible finished product that is your responsibility, like you did that or had a part in it, um, that trumps all of the, you know, phone, angry phone calls and, you know, fighting over change orders or whatever it may be. I mean, those, those things kind of melt away when there is a finished product. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for the chat today, Kate. You've been incredible and you're going to inspire so many other women out there. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, I will put links down in the description for your Instagram and your collab crew and anything that you're, you've got going on. Um, so please listeners go and check out Kate and yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you. Awesome. Like I said, for giving thank us you, time. Michelle. This was so much fun. Uh, no worries. Absolute pleasure to have you. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.